Ready. Set. Game cast. Welcome to Ready Set Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and vampires. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the succubus, Darian. That's me, I'm a succubus, prepared to be seduced. And the totally human, Teddy Chineris. Oh, oh no, Teddy. I knew he shouldn't have wandered around those dark alleys without his turtleneck. Well, guess he's not on this one. Uh, so, Darian, what are you going to be for Halloween? So this is a this is a problem I've had this year. I cannot commit to any ideas. Um, so I think I'm just going to be a furry this year. What What does that entail? Um, put these ears on. And then just walk around. That's it. Okay. No, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my little sister pick out my costume. Okay, that's better <laughs> somehow. <laughs> what about you? What are you gonna be for Halloween? I don't A. I will probably be working till stupid o'clock on Halloween, because it's on a Wednesday. And B nothing. You can't dress up at work? I mean, technically, I'm already dressed up. I mean, in the costume. No. No, I cannot dress up. <laughs> I for Dumb. F- For Christmas, uh, the last um, delivery... You can be Santa? The last delivery day before Christmas, I will wear a Santa hat. Oh, that's that's it? Yeah. Which, um, what, one of the places I, I go to was like... Do they make you wear that? And I'm like, no, I, I bought this myself. And they're like, oh, you you seem like not the kind of person who would wear that. And they're like, here you go. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. Here, have your package. I'm going to leave now. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just that, like, I'm very much like, I am doing this job, like, as quickly as possible so that I can go home and live my life. And any interaction with you makes this take longer. Right. So, funny hat doesn't really make it take longer unless you comment on it, and then it's negative. But I'm still gonna. I think I think I ended up losing my Christmas hat um, in the move, um, but it was oh, a little no. bit. It was a little bit itchy, so I'm just gonna buy a new one anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Uh, Darian, can you tell me what video games are bringing themselves back into your game playing <laughs> selection? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Also, Darian, I love, I love you as a podcast co-host, and I love how you have started right out the gate, through the intro, been eating during the podcast, and I'm excited about the future of this <laughs> What what more exciting things that will come from this? What can you tell the can you tell our uh, both viewers and listeners what kind of things you're you're enjoying? Fruities. It's a mis- mixed assortment of fruities. They're the fruity tootsie roll. Okay. Things. There's a grape one I'm about to put in my mouth. Can 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 I ask that you don't? You can. Are you? <laughs> Is this is this just okay? Pretty sure there's a great fruity in her mouth right now. Mm-hmm. So, hope this is if you're into mouth noises ASMR, pop on those headphones and get ready to fall asleep because that content's <laughs> coming regardless of <laughs> any of my feelings. My, much to my chagrin. <laughs> so, what games have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> I have been playing. I played a little bit of League of Legends. Okay. I also played a very little bit of Dead by Daylight. But I have mostly been playing Stardew Valley constantly. How's that? Really good. I I love it. I love that game. I'm going to go play it again after this podcast. 
Um, Unless this podcast lasts until 10 somehow, in which case I will be going to watch Halloween with my husband. I mean, to be fair, it's starting quite late, so. Oh, yeah, but I don't think it'll be that long. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I guess <laughs> well, I guess I'll get into my game so that we're going to a movie. Uh, I have uh, been so it's Sp- Spookoween, as we all know, it's the Halloween time. Thus, the the vampires are out murdering Teddy as as you know they do. Um, they've got <laughs> one target every year, and it's always Teddy. It's weird how that works out. <laughs> Um, but, uh, as part of Spookoween, uh, I have been streaming Dead Space, um, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash lastgeekplays. Um, I have just finished Dead Space 1. Um, it's very good, except the zero-G sections. Those suck. Literally, I, I had a death counter up. And anytime there was a, z- a section that was zero G, um, that death counter just went up like several. It was the only time I really Oof. died um, <laughs> because I had played. I've been Dead Space uh, one before. So many of the like tricks where the necromorphs would like play dead or, or uh, kind of do things that would throw me off. Um, also, I wasn't so like careless with my ammo at least for the mo- early on i think i was because i i hit a point where i was like i've got so much ammo and then the, like the later points i was like i wish i had more ammo because i was <laughs> i like i hit a point of like oh i'm very good at this game and then it was like oh no they just it was easier i was playing on medium um but yeah zero g it was just a matter of like Due to the fact that you could literally go anywhere, I thought that I had like, oh, I just need to do this. But they had a different plan in mind that had you jumping around in ways that weren't extremely clear. Um, So, yeah, the zero G sections suck. I want to say that um, the Dead Space 2 either doesn't have zero-G sections or has less of them and or better of them. I just know Dead Space 2 tends to be, is, like, better in basically every way. Also, like, Isaac doesn't really talk in Dead Space 1, and I know he talks in 2 because he's all like, hey, you guys, I saw that, like, I went through this before. You guys need to not, it's gonna go bad. Like, he's he's all, like, warning and stuff, whereas... In Dead Space 1, everybody was talking to Isaac. And as a general rule, games where you where the protagonists talk, much better than games where they don't because I think it makes me care about the character more if I actually hear them talk. And um, Games where the protagonist is the only person not talking. Yeah. Because there are games where there's not voice acting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when everybody's talking to your character... It literally makes me feel like they're not, they're just nothing. So, the, oh, they died. Who who cares? But if, if they, if they can make me feel like to make me feel about the character, they need to have a character, which requires them having a voice. Um, so, yeah, them having a voice in two is good. Uh, I also downloaded the port of uh, The World Ends With You for my Switch. Um it's interesting. It's, I don't know. I have a lot. I don't love the touch controls. It it almost feels like I would want a stylus for it, which I'm sure you could probably get a stylus that will work with the Switch. Um, but it's a lot of like clicking on things or swiping things or whatever to do your moves. But because it's on Switch, they offer a docked control option and it's really, really bad. It has, it's basically you have to use your switch as like a Wii mode of like pointing at the screen and trying to do those so- same motions that you were doing with your finger on the screen. And most of the time, the um, switch, the Joy-Con uh, was becoming inaccurate very easily. I had to keep like recentering it. And then. Uh, even if it was working right, I was not able to to just like draw a line 
um, as easily as I could with my finger um, trying to use the Wiimote. Um, oh, I also played uh, a Mario Party. I don't know if I said that one last time, but that's the game I played. And oh, what's the last one on my list? Oh, Kentucky Route Zero. I was just playing that uh, earlier today. It's um, this kind of short... Uh, I, it's got five chapters I was able to complete two of them already i would say i was knocking them out about an hour a uh chapter so it's probably about a five hour game and it's it's kind of weird and a little bit spooky um i would i would oh i will say somebody i watched a video on polygon that was like why is um the world ends with you uh great they spoiled something right out the gate. Do not watch that video oh. if you have not seen, if you have not played it. Because there was, I'm a few, so right out the gate, they're like, you need to survive seven days to win the the Reapers game um, in in The World Ends With You. And your character, I guess, has amnesia, and it, which is good as like a, that way the, all the other characters can explain to you what's going on. Um, so like, mm-hmm. what's the Reapers game? What's going on? What's this? And everybody else was like, do you not know? And they're like, I, got, I don't know nothing. But obviously the player doesn't know anything. But, um, yeah, so they're like, you got to survive seven days. I think I'm about day three or four. Um, so I'm early on and I'm, I'm, I have a feeling at the pace I'm going, the game lasts past seven days. Um, but yeah, I watched a thing on on Polygon of like why the game's so great, just because like oh I've been playing a little bit. Like let me see what exciting uh, like what do they love about it? And they're like it's like oh here's this thing that you don't know yet, and it's like what? No. Oh fuck! Yeah, it was kind of like yeah bad bad move Polygon. But oh yeah, so uh. Kentucky Route Zero is a really um, interesting game. It's it's got a cool style to it, um, and there's a lot of like, it's got a lot of weird moments where like the, there's characters like disappearing, like you'll go interact with somebody and like like screen you'll move or the screen will change and they'll be gone. There's a really cool thing where a lot of times you'll talk to character like as the two characters that you control. Uh, you'll be talking to characters, but at one point I was in an area and all the dialogue options were about the people I was talking to. Like I was basically um, choosing the dialogue options about them talking to somebody else about my characters. So it does a lot of like interesting story stuff. I'm really interested to see where the story goes. Also, it's got some like old timey... um, country like style music to it and they're like it's got a really good soundtrack um it's really spooky i'm really digging the vibe it's very slow paced like i would don't don't be prepared to be like oh i'll just go here and do this it's very much like they they like to give you the runaround they like to have you kind of go slow about it but so far i'm i'm intrigued to see where it goes and uh so my plan was because i just beat dead space one Tomorrow, on t- this is recorded on Monday, Spider-Man's first DLC comes out. So I was going to play that, the Black Cat DLC. And once I finish that, switch over to D- Dead Space 2 and knock that out before the month is over. Um, but I was playing this as a little in between. So that's the games I've been playing. Um, to t- Time to talk about the news. Darian, can you tell me about some news of course i can okay okay so the first little bit of news that we've got today is that the psn online id change feature Mm -hmm. change feature yep uh is entering the playstation preview program soon which is like a beta it's yeah it's like a beta um, you had to have been pre-registered, so like knowing this information, you can't enroll now to test out that feature. Um, you just have to wait till it's available to everybody else. Twenty nineteen. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay, I'll just let you do your thing. <laughs> um, during the preview program, you're going to be able to change your ID as many times as you want. The first change is free, and then after that, it'll cost $9.99 um, USD slash... Is do you, just CAD? I don't... Canadian dollars? Yeah, it's Canadian dollars, but anyway, otherwise PlayStation Plus members get it for $4.99 instead. Um, and it can be reverted at no cost. Um, you are able to have the option to display your previous ID with your new ID so your friends know who you are. Um, but if you choose to like you right away you decide to do that or not and if you do or do not you can't change it afterward um so if you decide to display your old name that'll be forever um it's going to be compatible with ps4 games published after april 1st 2018 and a majority of most well-played ps4 games before that date but a lot of games from a lot of games and apps from PS4, PS3, and PS Vita aren't guaranteed to support the the ID change. So you might see, like, glitches and things like that. You might see errors. Um, with those issues, you can revert your ID, but you... Um, but then I think you'll probably be charged to change it a second time. If you do that... Um, yeah, so the feature is scheduled to conclude. The preview program for this feature is scheduled to conclude at the end of November 2018. And the full rollout of the feature to all PS4 owners is planned for early 2019. So that's exciting. Uh, I gotta I, change my shitty name. Oh, it's... I, I don't know what yours is. I'm sure we're... Yeah. Um, we're are we PlayStation friends? Probably. Yeah. I use my, my Facebook to display my stuff. I don't oh. use my username. Yeah, I I kind of... Uh, I wish there was a way to, like, not display... I want that displayed to other people, to my, like, friends, but not shown on my own thing for, like, when I'm streaming. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that doesn't... It seems like if you use it at all, it's going to show up as your real name. But then again, like, I basically use my full name on like twitter and stuff so i guess mm -hmm. um but i like i kind of understood the issue like the issue of why they were having such trouble because of like the fuck up they did when they were first making the playstation network but i didn't it wasn't until now that i realized that basically because of the way that they did it games were coded a certain way and they basically had to talk to game developers to get them to like redo it and that's probably why it's taken so long is that them them having to go to game developers and go like how'd you code your thing is the way that your thing could work with with uh name changes and that's probably been the hard mm -hmm. part of why it's taking so long that makes sense um so that is an exciting bit uh, from a online service, but there's another <laughs> online service that's got some news about video games, and it's Nintendo. Um, what? Nintendo has added new games to their NES games on uh, Switch online service. As we know, when the they originally launched the online service, they had 20 games um, in their original lineup, uh, all NES games. And um, they've added three more, well, sort of four. So they've added uh, NES Open Tournament Golf, uh, Solomon's Key, Super uh, Dodgeball. But they've also added a special version of The Legend of Zelda targeted to make it easier for modern gamers new new gamers to um get to play legend of zelda because that game is very hard um and it is a save data that will let people start with the white sword the magical shield the blue ring and the power bracelet which are all things that'll 
make you stronger and 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 make it easier for you to play the game um so there's a lot of people who probably maybe um tried playing the zelda once they got switch online and bounced off um but they they added this new save of like hey here's some stuff make it a little easier for you you know play the game like they'd rather have people play the game um like they're making it available like they they understand hey that was a different time games were a lot harder but with this thing they can make <laughs> it easier and i think people th- are way worse at video games now we get no, that no people just don't have the amount of time to just bash their head they're not kids anymore where literally the game, all games were just played by kids who had unlimited free time um but supposedly nintendo is uh looking in offering uh more of these games which were offer new entry points to fan favorite games which i'm not sure what other games will uh contra contra is a game that you cannot beat without the konami code like i mean some people can but like it is notoriously hard the konami code like basically is so well known because of how hard contra is i'm sure uh if they get contra on there it's probably gonna have um like bonus lives like a special save version like that with bonus lives built in um other than that i'm not i can't think off although i'm not super well knowledgeable about the nes library to be able to tell you which um games would be best suited for special saves but it's cool that Nintendo recognizes that hey these games were hard and like hey here's an option to play it a little bit easier people people who want to play the harder version the normal save the normal version still available but they offer this Mm -hmm. new one there too for uh, other players um speaking of something new the Xbox One is bringing new avatars to their service. Um, everybody probably is aware of um, the old avatars, which you have dressed up as Mr. Halo and... and Mr. The, Halo? <laughs> Mr. Halo. Yeah, that's my favorite. And the RoboCop man and uh, all the different characters. They, like, were cool. Like, I remember scrolling through the friends list and it would just be like all everybody's avatar with like crazy stuff like riding dragons and and having crazy swords because they like bought the stuff to dress up their avatar they have released a new avatar system which is a little bit more uh detailed a little bit um more interesting looking than the old uh avatar system um and i'm sure we'll see uh additional clothing and stuff like was available um back in the day for these for these avatars as well um but they look pretty cool i will say that um the so this came in a new update i will note that the new update also introduces support for let me just mute mine uh (laughs) amazon alexa cortana and dolby vision hdr um, uh, but no, no Siri. Not that I see. Um, so if you've got a uh, Amazon Alexa, you can say, "Turn off my Xbox," and then like it'll be connected and. and you do can that. say, "Hey Alexa, troll Bryce." Well, I just muted it. Plus, you coming through my headphones. I'm in headphones. So. Yeah, I know. I know. You can't get me like that. You can't do <laughs> it. Um. So that's that's a cool thing. Uh, sp- speaking of stuff you can buy from a store, because you'll probably be able to buy clothing from the store. If I said that right before I transitioned, this would have been a better transition. But I didn't do that. Imagine <laughs> I did that. Open your mindscape. Clo- everybody listening to this podcast, close your eyes unless you're driving a car. Then like close one eye and enter the mindscape. And enter the dream dream that I had just made this dope transition about, hey, you'll be buying lots of cool clothes for your avatar in the store, but there's another store coming around that's going to have some cool stuff to buy, and it's the Discord store, which has now entered beta. Um, Discord, 
the popular chat and voice service that all the cool streamer kids use and gamers in general um uh is is selling games now um discord store is open to all users and has games from a variety of publishers according to the company the store is set to focus on publishing uh users less providing users i don't know they're gonna be uh doing game releases uh including uh celeste frostpunk and into the breach and dead cells as well as having uh first on discord games which means they will have timed exclusive on certain games um available only to be purchased through the discord store as well as uh if you have discord nitro which is their premium service because discord's free normally um which normally would allow you to use your emotes on other servers i can't remember like i remember seeing it and just going like what why would anybody care but um now it's it's going to offer uh, use some free games along with the services uh, Discord Nitro is already giving you, and that's going to cost you ten dollars a month. Um, apparently, it's about sixty games you'll be getting uh, with the Di- Discord Nitro uh, service, um, and all of these games will be able to be launched through the Discord library, which allows players to launch all of their games through Discord regardless of where they purchased. And that was a service um, that we saw launched a while ago and kind of um, foreshadowed this. When you saw that they were kind of allowing you to launch things through their service, you could probably be like, there's, pro- there's probably a reason for this. They're probably going to get into something with that. And that was the case. Now, you can buy your games from Discord or you can go over to Loot Crate and buy your games from loot plays ser- from loot crate service called loot play uh loot uh loot crate is offering a service called loot play for night for ten dollars a month uh which will offer uh, a monthly digital subscription of indie games for pc players um if you got humble monthly think something along that lines um it will uh begin with crossing souls which did de- uh debuted on debuted in winter, uh, on end in July for the Nintendo Switch, um, the they're partnering with Chrono GG uh, to deliver this bundle. Uh, they they said um, so. They're going to come out with Crossing Souls. The other four games that you'll be getting have not been um, mentioned yet, uh, keeping with the mystery aspect of Loot Crate. Um, but yeah, this is one of many services that seem to offer that like monthly, um, games for a price, uh, like humble bundle monthly, uh, PlayStation plus gives you that Xbox one gives you that there's many services that do this and uh, loot crates, uh, dip in their toes to see if, uh, they can get something there. Um, but this this isn't a game that you're going to be able to get through loot play <laughs> or possibly at all, at least not for free. Fortnite, save the world mode. Tell me about that, Darian. <laughs> it's a beautiful transition. Everybody clapped. Everybody in their car, home, and life just were like, best transitions this episode. Top tier. We're all... We're all on your team. They they made jerseys and they say Bryce's team, <laughs> and they're the best. Bryce, 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 uh, you're so amazing. Fortnite. Anyway, yeah. Um. Well. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, Fortnite's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Um. Okay. So they. Um. Who makes them? Epic? Yes. Epic Games? Yes. Epic Games delayed the the free version release of Fortnite Save the World um, until into 2019. Currently, the, the mode can be purchased for $40, $39.99 um, for the Founders Pack. I see. I went to their service. Like, I 
saw the thing that said, hey, it's on sale, but I couldn't see how much it was normally. Um, I assume yeah, it's... Yeah, according to this, that's like 50% off. So it's normally 60 or... I'm confused. No. Because, hmm. yeah, it's thirty nine ninety nine. It says but... the game will be available for 50% off for a limited time, however... Or however, that's that. That's the sentence. Okay. Um, so, well, I, so fun fact, I tried going to Amazon uh, to find a physical copy of the game to compare the price to. Guess how much uh, it's going to cost you if you want a physical copy of Fortnite on PS4 from Amazon. Oh! <gasps> How did this happen? I'm guessing that it's got an exclusive skin or something. And people are like, hey, you want this exclusive skin from the physical version of Fortnite? Well, you're going to have to pay $300. Includes the Storm Master weapon pack. Which seems like something that the weapon pack would be seem like something that would only be exclusive to the uh, single player, the save the world content, um, which is weird. But yeah, I can't. Yikes! I, I can't uh, figure out exactly how how much of a discount that is. But yeah, there's uh, only one left in stock. Should I get it? Do it. Yeah, I'm sure you can <laughs> go to GameStop and probably find that exact thing. But no, 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 no. One of my one of my coworkers told me that like they're they bought Fortnite um like when Fortnite multiplayer started becoming a thing um and they they're like oh I bought Fortnite for my kid and I was like you know that's free right <laughs> cuz you know you know nobody like was playing was like oh I'm excited to play Fortnite save the world <laughs> nobody was getting Fortnite at the time for save the world I right. will say, I when it, Save the World first came out, I was hearing cool things about it. I also heard, hey, it's going to be free to play in a few months. But I think once they saw the success that they did from the PvP version, the just normal Fortnite at this point, which is so weird that like that that is now just Fortnite. Like they they changed it from. Hey, Fortnite PvP, they basically rebranded their original game to like the bonus content. This is the bonus content. The full content, the normal content is the PvP, which we made later. But I feel like that like completely changed their plans for the game. And like everything, like release and stuff. But I hear that the Save the World uh, version is a good way to get V-Bucks. Um, because playing that will get you some of that currency that allow you to buy skins and stuff. Um, I also hear it's just kind of fun to play. Like it's 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 a lot different as like you're fighting zombies, and it's actually kind of a mode that I would want to check out. Um, and I was I was always waiting for it to go free, uh, because that was the original plan. But who knows? I have a feeling that it's not. We're not going to see it go free to play until they start seeing the six like start to see numbers drop and they're gonna they're going to release it free to play as a like way to try and bring people back in that's my guess what do you think yeah that sounds about right okay yeah and anything else about that um, I mean, I think it's frustrating that they keep pushing it back because I know that Epic is just rolling in money and they don't fucking need it. But, you know, that's fine. Um, well, here's some news from another company that's got an amount of money. Zombie Mario is coming to Super Mario Odyssey. It's a new outfit. Zombie Mario is a zombie now. And here's the the reason I bring this up is why is Nintendo killing off the Mario Brothers? First they killed Luigi in the Smash Brothers announcement, and now they've killed Mario and he's a zombie. 
Mr. Nintendo, why? What did you did they wrong you? Is there something we should know? Why do you want these boys dead? Why are you murdering the Mario Brothers? And now you've revealed that Peach was actually a Toadette the entire time. I had the whole Mario Kingdom's got some great shakeups, and maybe have we checked that maybe Bowser has not taken over the Nintendos? Did we ask? Have we consulted with anybody? I don't think anybody asked. No. no. We should next time we see Mr. Nintendo, we should see if his back is really spiky. And also, his name is Bowser. Well, Mario's dead. And speaking of something that's coming back from the dead, a bad console from Intellivision's coming out that Darian's excited about. Tell me about that. I'm forecasting my lack of excitement about this console from the (laughs) get-go. Okay, well, I'm not sure if it's like... Amica, or no, no, that's okay. So Intellivision is the company that's making it, and yep. they're making the... Which, uh, Intellivision, aren't they the Atari people? I want yeah. to say they're the Atari people, yeah. They Well, at least in the in the preview, they definitely are remaking um, old Atari classics to put on this console. Yes. Um. So they've got, I, admit, I think it's called Amico... Or Amico, um, Probably Amico. Amico. I think it's Amico. That would make the most uh, sense. The last one, the last one, sound right. Also, Amico. Sure, I think that was the okay, middle one. Anyway, Amico. Oh. Amico. I like that one. Okay. Amiibo, yep. but Amico. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're making a new console called the Amico. Um, they did make the first video game, or no, they not the first video game console. Hello, my name's Darian, and I'm making shit up. <laughs> As um, everyone loves on their new shows. <laughs> um, they first released the Intellivision itself. It was a home video co- game console that launched in 1979, um, and they're going to release the new one, the Amico, and it's... Um, it's going to have a full color touchscreen on each controller, and the expected release date is, date is October tenth, twenty twenty. The uh, projected cost of the console for you to purchase would be between one hundred forty nine and one hundred seventy nine, and each game is going to be between two ninety nine and seven ninety nine, and it will not have DLC or in game purchases. Like it's, you're going to pay eight dollars or less for the game, and that's it. Um, it's also going to launch with several built-in titles, mm-hmm. and there's going to be more than 20 games in their online store at launch. Looking at the list, they're like remaking a bunch of old Intellivision titles. They're doing a bunch of uh, Atari titles. They're also um, get, uh, providing some iMagic titles, Imagic titles, and then some other like classic. They got games Toe Jam and Earl on there. Yeah, Toe Jam and Earl, which I don't know what that actually is, but Twitter loves it. Yep, they love Toe Jam. Now, uh, Darian, are you familiar with Pong? Yes. How much would you play f- pay for the video game Pong? $3. Well, good, because it's going to cost at least $3, because that's what <laughs> it did. And I could not tell you that I would pay $3 for Pong, <laughs> or Centipede, or... And also, why? Okay, so you can also hook up uh, up to six other players with a smartphone app. And honestly, this seems like just a, a fancy way to release old Atari games. And it's like it can do all these things, but you're not gonna need to. It's it's Atari games with a fancy white console. And, I think that's why I like it. But it costs one hundred fifty dollars. So, I I see this crashing and burning in epic ways. Well, yep. I don't know. I I like the idea of it. I guess lots of ideas are eh, ideas are good, but this one's the Intellivision making a new console with Atari on it or with Pong on it. Um. 
So, okay, this is our last uh, news story of the week. And um, so there's been, due to a interview uh, with rock stars, big man, uh, Dan Hauser, uh, the rock star uh, co-founder, uh, Dan Hauser, um, they were doing a interview about uh, the script and all the kind of things involved in the game. And he uh, mentioned the comment of they've been working um, 100 uh, hour weeks. Um, and basically that became the headline of basically like, wait, you're making everybody work 100 hour weeks to make this game, which brings to a, like... There's an issue in video game development called crunch where when a game gets close to release because games will like games don't release when they're done. They say, hey, we're expected to come out this time. And when it gets close to that time, they basically go, well, this is when we said we're going to come out. So we need to, you know, get this done. So they basically have everybody work insanely long hours uh, to try and finish up the game in time. And that period's called crunch. Um, so people were like, so wait, you're crunch? You're doing crunch at 100 hours a week? And if you don't know, assuming they're coming in every day of the week, that's 14 hours a day. Which I've worked 14 hours a day. Not, not, would not recommend. Not, it's... it's <laughs> For my job, that is legally the most amount of hours you can work. Um, but, and that's, and you can, you can't work, uh, you can't work over 60 hours a week um, for my thing. So that'd be way more than that. But obviously they have an office job. So the them, you know, programming for 100 hours a week isn't going to, no one's going to die from that. It's not a safety issue. Uh, but so, um after that became the big headline, uh, Dan Hauser came back uh, to kind of um, respond to to the uh, situation, and he uh, said, "There's been some confusion arising with my interview with Harold uh, Goldberg in New York Magazine. After working on the game for seven years, the senior writing team, which consists of four people." Mike Unsworth, Robert Humphreys, Laszlo, and myself had to, as we always do, three weeks of intense work that when we wrapped everything up, three weeks, not years, we all work together for at least 12 uh, years now and feel that we need to get everything finished. After so many years of getting things organized and ready for this project, we need to check and finalize everything. More importantly, we obviously don't expect anyone else to work this way. Across the company, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or or their particular work, and we believe that passion shows in the games we release. But that additional effort is a choice, and we don't ask, ask or expect anyone to work anything like this. Lots of other senior people work in an entirely different way and are just as productive. I'm just not one of them. No one, senior or junior, is ever forced to work hard. I believe we go to great lengths to run a business that cares about its people and to make the company a great place for them to work. Um, so when they said we're working 100 hours a week, they were, he was referring to his, the senior writing team. Um, and I have the other article from gameindustry.biz where people looked at the number of hours that were clocked in the system and said that the average work week was between 42 and uh, 46 hours a week. Um, And the work week length peaked at mid-July when the average work week was 50 hours with uh, 20% of the employees reported working 60 or more hours up to 67.1 hours. Um, it should be noted that anybody is getting, um, everybody is getting overtime. So it's not, you know, you're not working these extra hours for nothing. You are getting paid extra. Um, that said, 
like you know 60 hours a week is still a lot that is like not great um and i appreciate there's they're saying you're not forced to but there is a thing of if everyone else is working these hours and especially the way the game uh industry works where literally you will see game companies shut down and like um especially with with like um telltale shutting down and like a few people got to keep their jobs longer and they're probably going well maybe if i work longer maybe if i seem like a more valuable part of the company if layoffs happen i'll survive so they don't want to seem like the lazy person in the company because if there's layoffs they feel like they'll be the first to go so if their bosses are working they're probably going to feel obligated to work as well um mm-hmm. and i think like even in my job that like some people have very long days and some other people will have uh shorter days and like having just a eight hour day i i will see people giving me shit of like oh you're only like you have such an easy day and it's like this is this is what it should be we should all have eight hour days like it's just because one people like on everybody should be working 40 hours it's not hey you know they could be worse it's and i've i've always been about that uh personally of like some people will be like it could be worse and i'll always say it could be better like let's mm-hmm. let's improve let's not just go oh yes it could be worse because yes everything could be worse but why not strive for the best um it's people are saying like i i've also seen horror stories from years back where people have um had issues but i mean company uh cultural change so i'm don't want to blame past or like current rock star for past rock stars um actions because there was a guy who got like written up because he called in sick um but that was many years ago um, so I'm not going to blame that this rock star for that rock star's actions because probably entirely different people running the company. Um, but yeah, this is a very mixed bag. Um, I don't think if you, if you're thinking, Oh, rock stars working their people to death, hundred hour weeks. It seems that's not the case. These higher ups made the choice of we're going to do this. Everybody else is working way less hours, but it still seems like there was a crunch. crunch like people were still working 50, 60 hours a week, which is still not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's and that's a problem in the industry in general. And we'll I think we'll uh, have to see if there's anything to be done about that um, down the road, but. I think the rock star story did get a little bit overblown um, by the media. Uh, but that's all the news for the week. Um, it is time to do some shout outs. Darian, can you can you do the thing? Yeah. So Last Geek has launched a Patreon to help make great content like this podcast. For the low, low price of $5 a month, you can get a shout-out on every episode of Ready, Set, Gamecast, like Aaron C., and I don't know if the Z is supposed to be silent, but Dragon Z. Lucas. I know that usually Teddy calls him either Dragon or Lucas. I've I've usually heard him called Dragon Lucas, so I've never heard the Z. Yeah, so I think the Z is silent anyway, so like those people did. Uh, yeah, they're he was awesome. he was Our here patrons. earlier. I'm not sure if he's still here, but I would yeah, I would get sure. his his uh, quote. But whenever uh, he hears this, he'll have to write in to readysetgamecast.com/submit and let us know his preferred nomenclature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Ready Set Gamecast slash submit, that is the place that you can go to respond to the topic of the show. Uh, this time we are talking about are video games good for kids? Um, Darian, what do you think? I guess I, I guess I'm wondering what like, 
what you mean by that. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like general games or like specific games or like. Well, I would go games in general. Yes, because like, yeah, I think like if you're picking like there's some, I guess, R-rated games that maybe not. But gaming in general, would you say the hobby of gaming good for kids? I think, um, like, most things that kids can do, you know, like, watching TV or, like, mostly also just watching TV, actually. Most of the things kids do are usually okay. But, you know, like, video games, um, as long as it's not a constant thing, like, as long as it's, um, you know, if it's uh, limited, um, I can't figure out the word I'm trying to think of, like... Monitored? No, it's uh restricted. No. Moderation. Good in moderation. That's a good one. Close to what I'm it's I think that's what I'm trying to think of. So like, you know, if you if you let the kids play video games in moderation, you know, you don't let them come home from school and then play video games until dinner and then play video games until bed. Um as long as it's like, you know, an hour or two of video games and then you have to do other things, I don't think they're bad necessarily. Okay, what what other ge- things should they be doing? I mean, they can be reading books, they can be outside. Like, as a kid, uh, my parents made me be outside for a few hours before I got to come home and do anything. <laughs> okay, um, that's just because they wanted some alone time. I, I didn't want to well, tell you, but they were making I out. I mean, yeah, maybe that's the case, but... Jaren, go outside for a little bit. Why? Just do it. I wanna... Go outside. You can't be here right now. Lock the door. <laughs> oh, no. I revealed the dirty truth to you. Okay, go ahead. Like what? So just go outside and do what? Well, uh, you know, play with your friends. Play imagination games. Okay. We'd ride our bikes all over the place and pretend we were the kids next door. I thought you said weed for a second, but... <laughs> no, we would. I mean, I did say weed, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, okay. No, I mean, there is studies that suggest, though, that, like, video games increase hand-eye coordination, so I feel like that's good for kids. See, I think, like, I don't understand why video games are considered worse than like parents seem to have no problem having kids watch tv for long periods of time like like tv is better i think it's just that like i'm i just want to watch tv so yeah you can too because it's it's their thing um but I would much rather have my kid play a video game because, like, A, reading skills. 90% of games are going to have some level of reading, um, help you practice uh, reading. Like, some games you can even get through without knowing how to read, and that's going to give you practice. Uh, B, yes, hand-eye coordination. Um, obviously, use a controller is going to make you better at using, you know, your hands and and all of those things. C, many, many video games have puzzle aspects to them um, that you are literally learning how to do puzzle solving. And through that critical thinking, I would say that I have very excellent critical thinking skills. And think about it, I cannot think of any way I would have learned that other than video games because... You don't learn critical thinking through school or anything. They don't really have you do projects where you do critical thinking. But, like, video games very much teach you critical thinking, both through, like, the kind of puzzle. They'll, like, put you in a room and give you things, and you have to think through, how do I solve this? And also, just the aspect of every video game plays a little bit differently. So people who play video games a lot are able to critically look at the controls and learn how to play them. And I'll see a lot of people um, who go like, I've never played that game. Um, You know, I don't want to know what to do. And it's, and like, 
I, I go, yeah, I haven't played many games either, but I'm able to kind of figure it out. And it's just because I, I've done that. And I think all those, that critical uh, thinking skill is just something I've learned through video games. And, and that's helped me out in, in many aspects. I've been able to solve, like solve pro- problems by kind of looking at what's available and kind of working my way back through that in ways that you have to do in many video games plenty of reading skills i've uh done from especially like earlier games they didn't have voice acting so that was it is definitely a lot of reading and then yeah hand-eye coordination um so personally if i had the choice of my kid watching tv or playing a video game video game anytime i would honestly like I I would I would say that a video game can teach a kid much better than most things. Like especially because it makes it fun to learn. So like I I could see a game I would rather play a game about a, a game where you learn Spanish than take a class about learning Spanish because like gamifying it makes it fun to do. So, yeah, and obviously there's games that, like, yeah, they shouldn't be. Oh, also, I should note um, teamwork skills. Online play, something like Fortnite. Yeah, that's just, like, shooting, but, like, you're you're learning to communicate. You're learning to work as a team. Those skills, obviously, you know, translate into actual teamwork skills, leadership skills. So I think that video games teach you a lot of very good skills and that like obviously they shouldn't play every video game but there are a lot of video games that are going to help a kid in the long run what do you think i agree okay all right that's good to know um so next time (laughs) uh we're going to discuss uh, and this is uh inspired by the rockstar story is the way games are made are is the way games are made unreasonable and unsustainable? What could and should be done? Uh, send in your responses at readysetgamecast.com slash submit. Uh, Darian, we have s- our loyal... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to point out that <laughs> you didn't put unsustainable. You put... <laughs> insatiable (laughs) are the way games made unreasonable and insatiable I stand by my words (laughs) I stand by my words um anyway uh we got our loyal listeners really respond to our calls for questions comments have sent so many in to us Darren, can you take us through them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one is Wait, from you gotta, Matt. You got to tell, tell him how to do it. You got to do the thing. Okay, do you want to be a part of the show? Go to readysetgamecast.com forward slash submit to submit a question, comment, or your favorite cat for us to read on the show. The first question is from Matt, and he says... If you had to choose one word to describe Teddy, what would it be? My one word would be absent. Wow, that's just in general. The, <laughs> whenever you're thinking of Teddy, you're thinking absent. <laughs> I think Teddy, well, usually I think Teddy, not here, but I had to put that into one word. So absent. <laughs> okay. I would say goofy. He's a very goofy boy. He's, oh. He's very meme I I've literally created a gif of him doing a meme fa- well, doing a goofy face. And it's out there. I put it on Giphy, but I don't understand how Giphy works, and there's probably no way to find it in the world. But Do you so. have to put tags on Giphy? Yeah, I think so, but I misunderstood the entire system. I'll maybe try and upload it again and learn how to do it good, but who knows? I was just like, Teddy Chineris. Here's a gif of Teddy Chineris. But then when I tried to search for it, I couldn't find it. So maybe I'll try again and do it good this time. 
hey darian uh you're gonna make your movie because we're about done and it's time to sweep up because it's housekeeping time uh go to racesetgamecast.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services including itunes google play stitcher and now we're on spotify the hit streaming service spotify it's we're there now if you've been if you've been just holding your ear up to people people's cars as they play it on their radio you don't have to anymore you've got spotify and you can listen to us yourself there you can click the follow button and then you'll get notified i don't know how it works i that's not the service i use but you can follow (laughs) us on spotify and then be able to get our content there also the video version is on youtube youtube.com slash last geek now i know what you're thinking how do I help those kooky kids at Ready State Gamecast get more people to listen to uh, this podcast on their car so that when I'm walking out and about, I can hear the entire show because the cars keep driving by so fast. I only get bits and pieces, and I don't know if more cars were playing it. Maybe I could hear the whole episode. Well, if you like the show, please rot, subscribe, rate, and review it on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us get into more cars, and then they'll be listening to the podcast, too, and you could hear the whole show. Also, it helps us grow and become more powerful. Darren looks so concerned. She's like, are we not? Is it what? I was really (laughs) concerned. I was like, oh, man, I'm so ready to flex. And then it accidentally turned into a stretch. And now. Oh. Well, while you're stretching, can you tell me where people can find you? And also yawning. Stretching, yawning. She's actually falling asleep <laughs> at this very moment. Quickly, Darian, where can people find you? Hurry. Okay. People can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and on my website, dexterity.com. That's D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E. Bryce, go. Why'd you choose that username? So, I was inspired by Dexterity Bonus, also known as Dodger, also known as, like, Press Heart to Continue. She is my number one inspiration. And so I was like, oh, Dexterity, that's really cool. I wonder if I can come up with something like a, you know, like a stat or something that I care about. And then I was like, no, wait, like... I'll just use hers. Dexterity. Yeah, I'll just use hers. (laughs) No, I was like, oh, my name's in there, Dexterity. I get it. It's me. So then I... I I made it me. Okay. Also, I was really into, like, I just started a new Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about stats constantly, and Dexterity came up a lot. And I was like, yo, yo, that could be me. I could be Dexterity. And so now on all of my handwritten dungeon stats, uh, Dungeons & Dragons stat sheets, Instead of spelling dexterity correctly, I spell it like my username. How odd. Why are you ha- your hand writing your character sheets? In first ed, we do it that way because it's easier. People play first edition? Yep. <laughs> well, that seems like a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay. You can follow me at Last Geek on Twitter, <laughs> at Last Geek Plays on Twitch, where I'll be playing Dead Space. Also, Extra Life is coming up in November. Uh, on the 3rd, I will be doing an eight-hour Extra Life stream. Um, Becker's is art from uh, Game It Corp has already said that she will play video games with me. I have not picked a starter and time. So that's why you should turn on notifications, and then you'll just know. Your phone will go beep, beep, and then Bryce is doing a thing, and then you'll be ready. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'm sure I will tweet about it once I have a better idea about the start uh, time for that stream. And then on November 10th, Saturday, both of these are Saturdays, I will be doing a 24-hour stream for Extra Life. Um, I'm going to be having guests stop by. I've messaged a bunch of people. We're going to have uh, different stunts we're going to do based on the donations. Um, uh, We're going to do like every $10 donation. We're going to eat a bean boozled. Uh, Last year, we did like $100. We're going to eat really gross baby food. I had to do it last Mm. year. Can confirm. Very gross. 
didn't love it, but you get to watch me do gross stuff. Um, the year before, we got pied in the face. Uh, so you can, a lot of cool stuff going to happen. You should check out both those streams, twitch.tv slash plays. And if you want to help me get to my goals, um, my goal this year is $500, you can go to lastgeek.com slash extra life, which will take you to the donation page. And also my Twitch stream is embedded on that page. So you'll find it all right there. Uh, real easy to use. Um, but also Instagram, Last Geek Plays, and Facebook, Last Geek. I occasionally use that. And lastgeek.com. Don't go there. It's a bad edit. And one day, mm-hmm. when I least suspect it, I will update that website into something that doesn't look like garbage. Uh, Teddy's uh, gone, uh, but he'll be back. So you should follow him at Teddy Chineris. And tell him that you you like when he's on Ready Set Gamecast, and he should stop missing episodes. Um, this has been the show, Darian. We did it. Uh, thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you to Aaron C and Dragon Lucas for supporting us on Patreon to help us make this show possible. And uh, we love you. Thank you, and see you again in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.